0: Welcome to episode 27 of WHAM, the first episode of the new year, 2024. We've officially crossed the barrier, and now we will be doing 24 movies every single day. That's right. You'll get a new episode of WHAM every hour on the hour, one hour long. None of them will be live streamed and all edited in a span of 30 seconds. Keep in mind,
1: our voices will sound a little different. It's not AI. I just have a cold that day.
0: And I just ate a robot, but um, we watch Old Boy. It's a 2003 movie. Uh, it was recently re-released onto Netflix. Um, it, was not, it wasn't remastered or anything like that. It was just released to newer audiences. Mm-hmm. It's a Korean movie originally, and we watch it with English subtitles, of course. Um, cool. two hours, I, I understand um, Korean. I, I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> no, no one understands it fluently, but um, two hours in some movie. Nolan, how do you feel coming out
1: of it? This is my second watch. I watched this um, just to sort of get a test because we had wanted to watch this, but I had to do 31 movie December. So I'm like, okay, this just got on Netflix. Um, I went into it the first time sort of feeling icky about it. I didn't like it as much as I did this time, but I I had watched the movie half one day and half the other. And one thing you might notice is this is a very front heavy movie. At least when it comes to the coolest things about it. At the start of the movie, there's a much larger focus on the action. And then there's a lot and then during the back half, there's more about the plot. So I forgot all about the action and then just remembered the plot. I think the plot is still great. It just doesn't leave you in a great mood. <laughs> I
0: think the plot of this movie, I mean, just to today off the bat, we won't spoil it right now, but there mm-hmm. there's a twist at the end of this movie that's kind of like It's a big, huge twist out of nowhere. And like Nolan said, there is a lot of action in this movie. And there's a lot of really cool, like, long shots and, Mm -hmm. like, certain angles that were really impressive or just really pretty. Um, But then the second half of the movie just really layered on the plot. And it was a lot of talking, which I think if we did speak Korean fluently, or at least both of us, that it would have gone over a little easier. Mm -hmm. But those segments just kind of dragged because at that point we just were reading a lot. Yeah, I think that is fair.
1: Um, and even for, I think, Korean audience having just a big focus on, okay, you're going to this knowing it's an action movie, so much of the front is head action, and then the rest of it's really just, I guess, just villain monologue. And let's be honest, that's a big trope in action movies. That's This isn't the first time that's happened. Um, no,
0: but it's taken to an extreme in this movie. I mean, I'll say the good, what, last 20 minutes are just him winning. just it's just complete just winning on every front and it's just it's really dragged out and that's even after we've gotten monologue for probably like 15 i guess that's true that's true um uh, thinking
1: back on the action for this movie um this this movie is very well known for having action it is sort of a precursor to action that we've seen take over certain aspects of filmmaking we have uh connections in this movie to stuff i can tie to um, famous action scenes in daredevil famous action scenes in john wick um old boy kind of was i would say a pioneer in some things that we consider quintessential
0: in action uh, it's definitely got that anti-hero kind of feel Mm-hmm. um because w- when we start off this movie you know the character is not exactly the best guy he's constantly going into like the prison there just yeah. being thrown in the jail overnight he, kind he, of deal he's yeah, a drunk just, just a drunk just has problems whatever um and the movie just starts off the bat with a collage of him being like taken in and bailed out of jail mm-hmm. um and so i think it definitely fits into that anti-hero sort of deal but now that i think about it daredevil really isn't an anti-hero he's just like he's just a good guy he's a
1: vigilante which is it's just really okay he's always a good guy but the police don't like him that's I all guess, a vigilante i guess so, is. that's fair
0: but um the so, so the all the fighting in this movie uh is really really impressive like it was choreographed i wouldn't say it was choreographed so the fight itself was like awesome but it felt like a realistic fight Mm -hmm. like it seemed like i was just watching a street fight versus seeing a big choreographed movie fight
1: i get that i think there are some points in which it kind of changes for me the first fight we see where he literally just goes up to like some street kids after um the main plot uh, or starting incident occurs where he's in prison, not in prison, he's kidnapped for 15 years and then he's randomly put back
0: out in the world. He's basically locked in this hotel room that just has like a bed, a shower and a TV and a desk. Mm-hmm. And then he's given food every day and like they put gas into the room. So he goes to sleep and they cut his hair and take his vitals. So they're keeping him alive and making sure he's alive and healthy for these 15 years. Mm-hmm. The
1: second he gets out and he has no idea why he's let out after 15 years, he just sees these street kids that are slightly annoying. Um, And then he's like, you know what, let's beat him up. And this is when we learn that martial arts on television and 15 years of patience have made him a fighting master. And it's incredible to see it. That feels more choreographed at that point. But when he goes um, further into the plot and finds his, um, his old cell and fights the people who are holding him, we see a completely different style of fighting. We have this long shot that focuses on the hallway and it's um, all in one shot. And we see him go to the left and go to the right, fight multiple people in this long choreographed thing. That does feel more natural than at the start when it felt traditional action movie. This has a feeling that I don't think I've ever felt when watching an action movie.
0: Yeah, the beginning was very, like you said, John Wick, and this is just really raw, and just Mm -hmm. like, it it just feels like a normal fight in that scene in particular, but um, like you kind of touched on, the the, the main, I guess, problem in this movie is that this man's kidnapped from his family, he's put in this box for 15 years and kept alive, he doesn't know why, and while he's there, his wife is killed, and he's blamed for the murder, he's like a fugitive now. And he doesn't know what happened to his daughter at all. Mm -hmm. So he finally gets, breaks out or gets let out. It's not really sure. Um, And then he finds whatever this barista basically that ends up taking him in uh, and helping him try to catch the people that have, that trapped him inside of this stupid little box for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And he also has these journals that he kept, rewrote down everything that he did wrong in his life and what's happening to him then and then this girl reads them over while eventually he just passes out from I'm assuming just shock mm-hmm. and then takes him back to his apartment and she reads over these journals wakes up and confronts him about it and decides to like help him along and try to get these people that did this to him.
1: Mm-hmm. I think this might be at least for the twist um that we go through in the story. This starting plot might be one of the smartest that I've seen in like a sort of uh What would this be? A mystery action plot? Um, There's a tiny bit of mystery in it. It's not the big focus of it, um, but it does leave a lot to be uncovered. The idea of being um, in the setting where it's like you're kidnapped for 15 years and then you're just let free. Why did that happen? And later we find out why were you set free? That's such an interesting way to set up an antagonist. In fact, the antagonist of this movie might be my favorite part because this legitimately is one of the most well thought out like revenge plans I've ever heard um in a action movie because usually let's be honest here it's usually something akin to like um Kratos
0: from God of War where it's just I'm going to kill you <laughs> I will kill you I will kill you dead because you hurt me yeah um yeah this movie I think did really well All the way up until that twist at the end, I mean, we have this man that was just completely broken and like just destroyed. He doesn't have his wife. He doesn't have his kids anymore. His entire life is gone. He's considered a fugitive like nationally. Mm -hmm. And so he just has nothing left. And so now the only thing he has is that motivation to find who did it to him and why they did it to him. Mm -hmm. And just seeing how emotionless and how cold and just... um, like straight as an arrow on the path he is through this whole movie was really cool to see because it was a very unnatural feeling for a person to see them just have that little emotion but then in the scenes later on where it mattered, you could see the mm. you know, the terror or the joy or the sadness in his eyes. And this actor's performance was incredible through yes. this entire movie with that. Just for the ability to go all the way from one spectrum to the other, those two extremes, he balanced amazingly well through this entire movie. I think that really is
1: fair because um, for context, we see how his entire personality has been changed during his time. From 15 years, not only is he, um, I mean, the biggest change is that he has spent 15 years just watching television. So he's learned a lot during that time because he's spent time uh, learning just like random fun facts and martial arts. And that goes into his dialogue as well. So he'll just like list a random fun fact when he's looking at a thing because that's how he sees the world now, just from tidbits he's gotten. And that's sort of how he shows his like monotone side. But when it matters and there's like something important happening, he has a huge range on emotion. That uh, God, I'm remembering this uh, a scene right now, and there's really only one scene in which we know he shows the best of his emotion uh, towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, it is an incredible performance. Um, maybe a bit too far,
0: but that's not his performance. That's the writing. Yeah, that's the script. But um. So, we go through this whole movie and we constantly see the bad guy. Our our main antagonist is peppered throughout this entire movie. Mm -hmm. I'd say within, you know, let's say 15, 20 minutes to the time that our main character escapes the box, Mm -hmm. we fully have met our villain. Not, we don't know his name and everything, but like Mm -hmm. we've seen him, we've seen him doing the bad, we've like, we very know who it is, what his face looks like kind of deal. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting that this movie almost put its cards on the table more because yeah. they weren't afraid to show you the big bad. It was always just like, that's the guy. There he is. We got to get to him. He's right there. I. But it was always like, there's five walls around him to get to him kind of yeah. thing. He was thinking 20 steps ahead this entire movie. I, and it worked so flawlessly. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it worked so flawlessly that through this movie, it never felt like... There was a moment of, God, this guy is a genius. He already thought of this. It was just he was already there. There was never a moment where they just stood there to be like, Oh my God, he's so smart. They just continued it on. It was very fluid, and they didn't Mm -hmm. stop to admire it. And I really enjoyed that. I think that's true. This movie, this movie does, I think,
1: one of the best examples of. Hey, do you want your character to be shown as a genius? Make him smart. It's not describe him as such. It's make him smart. This villain. Um, And you were touching on this, how it sort of shows him very early in, even though it's a mystery of like his literal thought is, who did this to me? The thing that's great about this villain is every time a question is answered, a more important question comes up. It's not only, okay, is that the guy who did it? But who is he? Why did he do it? Where have I seen him before? Um, Like, it's – gosh, I just really – am enjoying this movie a lot more than I did the first time. I think it had something with me to something with me getting a little bit confused, but um clarifying, uh the biggest clarification you can get going into this movie is there really aren't a lot of characters in this.
0: Therefore, if you're thinking, is this a new guy? It's probably not. Um, yeah, there's a lot of points throughout this movie, um, where I was constantly asking Nolan, like, do we know that guy? Is that like ex girl? Is that certain person? Mm-hmm. Um, just because some characters did just have the same outfits and everything, but I was always expecting just for it to be a new person or someone else in it, but there was just really, a what four reoccurring characters that we really knew there's, um, cause like there's, there's our man, old boy.
1: Yeah. And he's, then he's, he's. There's our
0: protagonist. Yeah.
1: There's Mido, his um, his, uh, his lady. Mm-hmm. There's um, our main antagonist. There's um, our protagonist friend. There's Eminem.
0: Eminem. Hate Eminem. There's
1: just a guy who has blonde hair, short blonde
0: hair like Eminem. I hate um, him. <laughs> he has no lines in the movie. He just deadpan stares at the camera and mean mugs you the whole time. I hated it. There's the lady who killed herself.
1: There's Golden Teeth. Golda Teeth was a great reoccurring character.
0: This is true. I
1: really enjoyed that. Um, Um, And that's relatively it.
0: Yeah. And even then, some of those characters we didn't see a huge amount of. Mm -hmm. But that was, I mean, that was only seven people total, I think. There's like, there's a few
1: characters that get um, a scene's worth of screen time and are never seen again, but they're distinct.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, our our movie also begins with we see when our main character gets out and then he confronts this man who's going to kill himself on a rooftop Mm -hmm. and he's holding his dog and then he sits down and he tells the guy trying to commit suicide his entire life story Mm -hmm. like what's happening he's like dude holy shit that's insane and um when the guy's trying to like go off the top of the building he's like i'm no better than a beast like why do i have the like, what worth do I have to live? Something like that. It, the question was, yeah. even though I am worth the same as a
1: beast, do I have a right to live?
0: Yeah. And um, then that scene specifically, it feels really random almost at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. I mean, like then immediately after our main character gets done with his life story, the other guy starts telling our main character his story and he just gets the fuck up and he leaves and he yeah. starts and he's like, dude, what about... Dude, don't you want to listen to my story? Well, I wanted to get, I wanted to die because he's already gone. He's walking away. Um, but that little throwaway <laughs> line is brought back at the very end of the movie, uh-huh. which was neat. But it was done only so they could bring back the line that the guy said at the start, mm-hmm. which was okay. There's a lot of
1: There's a lot of reworded stuff in this, especially from our antagonist, as it's relating back to our protagonist. I like that symmetry that scene at the beginning uh, where we see um, our protagonist holding the suicide man's uh, like coat as he's about to fall. That's recreated as well in this. Um, I do think they were like, okay, well, I have no idea how to start it. So they're like, okay, let's start it with something that we're going to reference later. It isn't super important to it. It's really just there for, um, for recalls and symmetry. I think, There are there is an important aspect to it. I also just think it's funny that like this guy is about to commit suicide. He saves his life just to tell his story, and then he just like is like, okay, go commit suicide now. I told you all I needed to,
0: and he does. He kills himself and and his little dog too. Yeah. It's pretty, it's really violent actually. <laughs> um, but that scene also showcases us just how cold that character is and that he just doesn't care mm-hmm. at all about this man's problems. He even hears the guy like jump off the building and crash into a car and people are screaming behind him. And he just stole some lady sunglasses at, after he ran down the elevator and orgasmed at the sight of a woman as he's been <laughs> in a room for 15 years. But um, also, why do all artsy films have a jack off scene? Everyone. <laughs> the, I mean, like, the fucking the green knight um green knight lighthouse, lighthouse uh this um sorry Kung not sorry the body
1: yes come through panda three um i the, can't think call of me idea. by your name the yeah timothy chalamet one mm-hmm. um yeah it's pretty the batman i yeah. think it's pretty prominent in they just films. really love doing that they think, I think it's so cool i think it's something to do with weakness Like seeing the vulnerability of a character. I'm thinking so. And then also just like that might be what you describe maybe as like pure lust if you want to showcase that. Because there's like no other emotion that goes into that but that. You know what I
0: mean? I guess so. I mean it's also hard to show a man being locked in a room like that without just like him just like looking at a poster and just like making faces I guess. Like there's really no other way you can show that emotion. Um, That is true. Uh, So, yeah, he gets out of the room. This waitress is helping him out, this barista. And then we – I mean, what really happens next? We keep finding out a slew of information that leads
1: us down different paths. The first thing they do is they try to find out, okay, well, I was let out on this random rooftop. I want to find exactly where I've been held so I can find out who did this to me. So he he tries every dumpling shop – in his local area with the name Blue Dragon to find the one that um, was serving the dumplings that he ate every day. Um, He eventually finds it after a crap ton of noodles. He's just like, this isn't what it tastes like. This is not what it tastes like. This is not what it tastes like. Bingo. Um, He tracks down one of their deliveries. He finds the store they're going to, and that's where we have a long hallway fight scene. That's one of the best. The only problem we had with that is um, it was one shot, and in it he stabbed in the back, but they couldn't just place that onto him. So they digitally placed it on there. It, but it was in 2003 where that kind of uh, that kind of uh, computer generated image was hard to create. And it wasn't the greatest at times. but let's be honest here, such a great movie. Um, so the effects might be the worst part. There are some effects that sort of take you out of it, especially when we're shown the date. But um, besides that, that really has just to do with the, uh, the technology at the time.
0: So yeah. So he gets into this apartment. He has this huge fight with all these guys. And that's just before – well, just before he has a huge fight is actually when he finds one of our main reoccurring characters, which is – we call them Gold Teeth. Mm-hmm. What at this point, it was just a guy who's standing guard there and watching all the monitors of all the rooms that had other people locked in them Mm -hmm. and so then our main character goes up and then he interrogates them and gets a hammer and gets the claw side of the hammer and pops out each and every one of his front teeth until he gives him the information he wants and then he leaves them alive for some god-awful reason (laughs) and he goes out the hallway and fights everyone else and then later that character ends up coming back with those teeth replaced with gold and has some problems with our main characters and you can tell that part because I don't remember it as well. Uh, as he was
1: walking away from that fight, he got the information he needed that um, he got a recording of uh, someone calling in to kidnap him. He's walking just on the streets, uh, bloody as hell. Um, he falls down and this guy grabs him and says, dude, I'm going to call you a cab. I'll get you I'll get you home. And we only find out at the end when you see the face of the guy and he says uh, – and he says i'll see you later odesu that's when we find out he knows him and that's our central villain mm-hmm. and it's such such a great reveal cuz he's um he's so like snarky and like um uh, what, what? The,
0: the, he has a huge huge ego he he yes. he's, he's acting untouchable because he knows that he can't get to him mm-hmm. and so he just has that kind of energy completely on display through this whole movie mm-hmm. and there's a there's a snarky little like smile like an eat shit grin at every <laughs> line that he says through this entire movie up to the end mm-hmm. that's god he, he, that's such a great performance um
1: and then uh, after this we have them trying to find out who this guy is. It takes us through a, a few areas. The first thing they try to do is um what is the first thing they try to do they try to track him down using um ah uh, that's it they find out that this guy is actually like a pen pal to the girl so they track down his code phrase um to try to find where he is. They keep talking with him. They've tracked down his IP and they find out that it's the house. um, He finds out that it's the house right next to him where he's been spying. He goes into there. He gets this full monologue on who he is. Um, Not fully, but he's understanding sort of his gist.
0: Yeah, he he tells him basically that, you know, he's in control kind of. He shows him the whole strong arm deal at that point and that, he can't really do anything about it. And even where when he leaves the apartment and shuts the door behind him, he walks back in and he's like, hey, you should probably go deal with the stuff you were dealing with, by the way. And I'll leave this door unlocked. Just like that much cockiness that he just, he knows that the guy can't do anything. He's like, oh, the door's unlocked. You know, have fun. Good luck. He even, sort of
1: I think my best, my favorite part about this is he knows that he would go to his house. And then the second that he's gone, following up with him, he has it set up to where uh, golden teeth and his guys go back to the uh go to his apartment and attack the girl staying there knowing that it was a ruse it's so well thought out how he does know every step
0: this there's an agenda to every mm-hmm. action this guy has and it's executed to a dime with it, at least mm-hmm. 20 people at a time i think it does
1: help when you hypnotize the guy you're um <laughs> The guy you're using this whole time. We don't know what the hypnotism is this whole time. That's another great part of it. Um, Just because we know that he was hypnotized when he was inside the box um, right before he left. And um, we really just don't know what the triggers are, what he's um, programmed to do. And towards the end, we sort of are left with this impression of this surely has to be what it is. And that, I think, is one of my favorite line deliveries where he says, that wasn't it you just didn't
0: know that <laughs> you just forgot you just forgot it man um yeah. and so i mean at this point do we want to reveal the twist of the movie at this point
1: i think there are some more steps to go into but i think that's better said if you watch it um but i mean the gist of it is really that he's just going through this um his giant journey to find out uh the big question is why did this antagonist send him to um send him to be kidnapped for 15 years. Um towards the end we finally have this big reveal. He does like a soul searching at his high school and what does he find out, Nick?
0: So he finds out that this guy had originally they both went to the same high school and so this our our main our good guy knew the bad guy. Bad guy, there was a rumor going around that him and his sister were kissing and such and having relations it turns out that rumor had some truth to it and it was sparked by our main character because he had walked up to a window that was broken and seen the bad guy and his sister kissing and having sex and messing around in the room and then later on the bad guy's sister had gotten pregnant after those rumors were started and spreading around and then she ended up killing herself in this big emotional scene that we do end up seeing at the very end of the movie and it's kind of teased in some bits in the beginning with a picture and this whole sequence is really interesting and at first it's just kind of a whoa this guy's like this guy's kind of fucked up like already because you already know he holds people in these boxes like this i'm assuming we've seen he had at least what three nine different boxes that were on cameras there you could
1: assume that those are all his or you could assume because that is a separate company You could Mm. assume that he just bought one thing. Oh,
0: he's just like renting that one out. Yeah,
1: and Golden Teeth just has like a ton of those Mm. that he just does for a lot of people. Like a broker.
0: That makes sense. It'd be really funny if,
1: if our main antagonist just had these like villain monologues for like 20 people and he just kept doing that. It's
0: actually his whole graduating class. It's just everyone gets a box. You know what? What a great way to fill your time. That would, dude, if I had that much money in a closet that's like four cubes that opened up separately like he does, I would do that too. That is an awesome closet. Oh, uh, It is a really sick closet, but you have to put everything back where it is or some shit's going to get fucked up. It's going to get squished or like fuck up the gears or everything like that. Like that, they probably, every time
1: you want to suit, you have to iron it because it's just so crunched up. And
0: like big. they probably never close it up. It was just for him being there. He just wanted to look cool. Um <laughs> But whenever we learn all this information about the main bad guy, uh, whatever, having incest with his sister, mm-hmm. um, there's some weight to it. But it's even more essentialized later on when there's like an even bigger twist that we can't – I mean we can go we should, into now when we get into it. Uh,
1: when we have um, our, our protagonist, Odesu, finally confront the villain with the big question of why did why did you lock me up? He says, that's not the question you were supposed to look at. It's why did I release you, and that's when we find out that he specifically had it be fifteen years and him release so that he would be hypnotized to fall in love and sleep with his daughter, who is actually the woman that he met earlier, who he uh, he had been taking care of. And this might be one of the most well thought out twists ever. It might just be because we only really talk it at, about it at the beginning. It might be because. Um, Obviously, she doesn't have the same name. It could be because the villain had it put in that she was in Stockholm. But I completely forgot, or I completely didn't see this coming. It was such a big reveal. And when I watched it the first time, I felt ill just with that. It was such a well-done reveal, and it hit you. And um, this is probably – when I first watched this, the reveal turned me off from this movie. Like it really had me think, ew, ew, why would you do, ew? But I watched it the second time, and I'm more like impacted by just like the gall of the villain. I'm I'm not really encapsulated by oh no for that guy. I'm more like wow, that's like the best gotcha ever.
0: It goes from holy shit, this guy's pretty crazy to holy shit, <laughs> this guy's insane. <laughs> like really fast and this whole time again he has that same eat shit i've won attitude Mm -hmm. and i mean like i said earlier we have this man who's completely lost everything in his life his wife and he believes his child Mm -hmm. who has been locked in this room for 15 years and only now do you both dangle that in front of him Mm -hmm. but you also have something that like an action he directly did that can destroy that connection that he only refound 30 seconds ago, Mm -hmm. and that it also conflicts with the feelings that he has for this new woman that he's met, Mm -hmm. being his daughter that he just didn't know. And so he's going through a sea of emotions, all while also dealing with being kept in a room for 15 years and finally getting back at the man that did it to you. And earlier in the movie, we have this thing where the main bad guy says he has this pacemaker in. And it has a button that if you press it, it'll stop the pacemaker mm-hmm. and it will kill him. So he can't be tortured. And-,
1: and when he and when Odesu grabs the pacemaker to kill him, having done everything he had di- he had done, it's revealed that it's really just a button that turns on a tape recorder that's re- that recorded uh, him having sex with his daughter. And I think that's just incredibly impactful because we just see the look on our antagonist's face just going like, yeah, buddy, that's what you did. Yeah,
0: it's just kind of a disappointed, like, you really thought, huh, kind of moment. Yeah, and, you
1: thought you could kill me.
0: Yeah. Now you're listening to your daughter. Just the absolute, like, hope, just power behind that entire scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see him go to some pretty insane lengths to prove to um, our big bad guy that, like, you know, he'll listen just to beg him not to tell his daughter that it's actually related. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I won't leave it all, tell it on in there because you guys really should watch this movie. Uh-huh. But at the end of it, he ends up cutting off his tongue. Mm-hmm. And so now he's a mute to show he just literally can't. And through this whole sequence, the main bad guy is literally just laughing his ass off at him. Mm-hmm. And just to see someone go that desperate i think in a movie is really impressive just for the acting chops of this guy um it was just convincing like you said it made you feel ill because of like how good the acting of this guy was and just how good this twist was built up through this whole movie i really I think there
1: is an issue with me watching this in two parts originally. watching it full uh full time really made the whole thing more impactful. If you are gonna watch this movie, just sit down for the whole thing. It's about two hours. It's not that bad. Um, but wow, I think the best part is when we have this guy who's probably done the biggest win ever. Our antagonist has pulled off like an elaborate plan that can never be topped. And he immediately kills himself. Like you could have lived off that. Mm-hmm. I could have lived off that high for the rest of my life. But he isn't doing this just because he like has nothing but like enthusiasm to feel. He's mm-hmm. doing because of how tormented he is that his sister committed suicide because of them.
0: Because of their relationship.
1: Yeah. yeah basically. So I think that's such a big switch to go from, wow, this guy like – or at least – to understand that like this wasn't um, just for like euphoria. This was to deal with a pain. And he had said earlier, like, if you commit yourself to revenge, you'll feel incredible. And he did. Both of them felt very motivated when they were seeking revenge. But the second that revenge is over, once you have everything dealt out, what is there left for you to do?
0: That's really fair. I mean, I think one thing that's really interesting to see is like we see um – um I mean, that whole scene where we see this horrible villain like getting all these plans to work through and having this man fall to his knees like he is. Mm -hmm. And then immediately have that juxtaposition with this strong, emotional, very human scene Mm -hmm. of him losing a loved one and a family member committing suicide. Um, You can see the actor for the child, him, is like just crying, sobbing. And so it's just really interesting to see in that, in that moment, I don't know if everyone really knows like exactly how to feel for that man because, of course, you feel bad for him because of what he dealt with, but then also like everything he did throughout the course of this movie. Mm-hmm. And for all that, then we go on and we have our main character now with the um, hypnotist from earlier throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in like some snowy part of the woods. He writes this letter out, explains it all to her, and she agrees to help hypnotize him so that he can forget that the secret being that him and his daughter are related and they can just go back to having their relationship as it was and so he says she says there is a chance this won't work but we can do it anyway and he nods his head yes they go through with it the daughter girl lover runs out they meet up and they hug and then she calls him what what was the name he was called throughout the um
1: i'm not sure i know his his actual name is odesu
0: but yeah, I think that's what they call, him. I don't know. Um, but she calls him the one name that's supposed to be, like one's the monster, and then his the one name is going to be the one that like doesn't remember the secret. And she greets him with that name, but then you see this really gritty, he starts to smile, but then it seems like almost an anger where he wants to scream, but he doesn't want her to know, just boiling inside him like he's about to burst, and then we cut to black. And so then you have this gray area of, did he really forget that it was his daughter? Does he remember or not? And then you can go all the way back even to as far as was this whole thing just a hallucination from the very start? when Because they said, look at like this green field. And then that's the point where he woke up. So it could just be like this was a whole sequence because they said they needed to treat schizophrenia. That's and true. And they had a very good way to treat that and Mm -hmm. so there is i'm assuming countless theories of this just being it's actually just all a dream guy that would be lame but it could be a thing
1: i think they deal with the it's all a dream thing when they talk about um how they've how they've specifically drugged him for 15 years to not develop schizophrenia um that can that sort of plays into that this movie seems tailored to be open to interpretation but mostly just on what happens on the ending i think it is open to both and i think the real question is which one would be better is it better for him to like have like planned to not know about his incestuous relationship is it better um to like for him to actually know what happened so he could maybe quit it's wow man incest has never been more
0: impactful in a movie (laughs) the last the last 25 minutes of this movie right right after that twist it lays on so much emotional baggage and Mm. information for us to digest that by the time it does cut to black i don't think the audience can fully you know seep in and really marinate in everything that was just unfolded and told to them because it was so much strong emotion and like value just thrown into that short amount of time Compared to obviously the rest of this movie, it was just insane and really, really well done. I don't know if there's any much anything else to talk about. Um, one thing I do know is that we both complained the soundtrack wasn't exactly the best. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It didn't really take me out of the movie at any point. It so it just wasn't the best. But that's really all I can think of. I want to say if you're ready to rate it.
1: Yeah, I think I'm ready to rate it. Um, I think this has some of the. Some of the best action I've seen in a movie, along with the most impactful, there really is a ton of stuff you can tie to uh, action movies that define um, at least modern or 2000s movies. Um, I think this has one of the best antagonists, one of the best protagonists. um, And overall, the the way the story unfolds is some of, I think, the best screenwriting I've seen. Um, But it has incest in it, so I have to give it half a star. Because I do not condone incest. If I did condone incest, I'd give it four and a half stars.
0: Well, I don't know if I want to continue this podcast anymore. (laughs) Um, But really, this movie was genuinely, it did have some really beautiful shots in it. I think at parts you could have trimmed some fat or at least just made it a little bit more interesting because Mm -hmm. it did drag at certain areas. but overall, I can understand why they tried to remake it, and I can also understand why it failed because this is a very specific tone for a movie mm-hmm. that I think is going to be just very hard to remake unless you have an actor with that kind of chops and like that kind of yeah. dedication to this film, this true. script because this is a weird ass script. That's true. And it's they see big Not
1: only that, but uh, in the in the um in the american version with i think who was that directed by again was that i might be losing my mind but i think it was spike lee
0: maybe don't quote us on that
1: yeah i'll check um but um they had josh brolin play our protagonist in that and i love josh brolin but he's not known for his range he's known for being a really good badass he's not known for acting um necessarily sad for begging. He's not known for his, like, ecstatic, like, um, excitement. Um, I don't know how his acting performance is in that. Originally, we were going to review we we had talked about a long time ago one of us watching the old one the other one the new one and just like trying to find our way around it (laughs) maybe one day we'll watch the new old boy but i've consistently heard it's not good
0: yeah i don't i really don't know if you tried to remake this movie how it would go but you know considering all that stuff that we did say i think i'm gonna have to give this movie a three a three yeah um, because, like I said, the plot I really enjoyed. It was a little slow at times. Mm-hmm. So the soundtrack wasn't anything special. Um, And the coloring at certain points, I just remember I really didn't like. Like, it was yellow with some spots that I think was just stylized, but I just didn't like it. So I think a three is going to be solid, just mm-hmm. with a really good twist, though.
1: I just looked it up. It was Spike Lee.
0: Damn. What's he doing doing this? I don't know. Maybe thinking about Spike TV. <laughs> what? if? Please remind me what Spike TV is. Spike TV was like the TV channel where it was like the man's channel <laughs> where there was like, there was lumberjack competitions and like dirt bike races and like mechanic shows. That was Spike TV. And like all the commercials had like girls and short denim shorts and shit like that. You think, you think people...
1: Do you think people looked at Spike Lee, the the black political activist filmmaker, and sort of got confused with Spike TV and is like, dude, I love your beer chugging challenges – That's awesome. I
0: guarantee there's someone who got like sat there and was really confused. They're like, (laughs) "Why is Spike Lee doing this? Like, I don't understand." (laughs) Like,
1: Like, they just they they know Spike TV, so they put on like Malcolm X or Do the Right Thing, and they're like, "What's going on here?"
0: Okay, is it? That's (laughs) right. Um, but after this little ad break, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna get into some movie news. So we'll see then. Yeah. Here at Wham, we use this podcast as an artful avenue to blissfully and peacefully vent our fiery, unbridled rage buried deep, deep down. And now you can too. It's now super easy
1: to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in
0: the highest quality,
1: even if the connection is unstable.
0: If you thought about podcasting before and you realize that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all-in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to ZenCaster.com slash pricing and use our code WAM, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any ZenCaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences
1: we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.
0: The headlines. And then
1: it'll play it'll be cool. I'll look up. Let me see what movie news I have. I don't know if I have a shit ton. Okay guys, we're Okay guys, we're back and we're going to be doing some movie news. We're going to do a short segment on some notable news segments and then we're going to be talking about uh fuck you January, uh just a common phenomenon where every January the movies suck.
0: Um it's always pretty bad in January. It, all the studios are just kind of like coming back from the holidays and everything and fixing things up yeah. and you know, Oscar season and all that. But. Yeah, it's just a bad
1: time to place a new movie. Um usually there's a big time where it's just like we'll ride out on Christmas stuff because Christmas movies rock. Mm-hmm. January movies suck. Um coming into the first news, um do, do you there's Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. But do you know about the other new Jack Black role that's coming soon? No. What is it? Jack Black has been casted as Steve in the Minecraft movie. I'm not making this up.
0: Is it gonna is it gonna be live action? Is- yes it is live action Dude, how? it also has jason momoa i'm so excited i'm so hyped how are they gonna do that man
1: they, i have no idea but uh i mean jack black confirmed the uh the leak when he posted on his instagram a photo of him reading like how to play minecraft for dummies
0: that's so! I'm so excited. That's he's gonna totally put everything into that role, man. Because he's such a gamer too. He, yeah, he's the video games. Yeah, That's, so he's gonna put his all into this, man. I'm so excited. I think what's funny is like, this this goes to Jack Black,
1: and he actually like cares about it. There's I would have loved to see the Chris Pratt video if he got it, where he's like, you know, I spent so much of my life crushing
0: creepers. <laughs>
1: That, that video of him for mario
0: it was the goombas yeah the um the like all the trailers for the mario movie and all the interviews and stuff he didn't do the voice justice whatsoever like yeah. he totally phoned it in and all those but then in the actual movie i thought it was fine he it was, was fine yeah um no problem the
1: the, the the i guess the big uh, achilles heel of chris pratt is he will do an okay job but he hasn't done a great job in my opinion since the lego movie 'Cause he had such a such a positive attitude that he can recreate from person wreck. Yeah. Um, he's really good when it comes to that, but more um complicated roles, I don't think so. And people are sort of saying, okay, well, he isn't that enthusiastic when he doesn't have to play. It. Oh, hello. Well, if he's not doing that, he's not enthusiastic, so let's make him play Garfield. And then the Garfield trailer came out and you know, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I think I just don't think Chris Pratt is a voice actor, is what it is. He's mm-hmm. a he i mean he's a decent actor he does he does good and he does good comedy but i just don't think his voice acting he's not bad Mm -hmm. but he's just not there yet yeah he's just there's nothing setting him apart right now where you listen to it and he's like oh it's chris pratt i love him doing that stuff i think it's the same like tom holland i think did some animated movies too they did an animated movie
1: together yeah they did onward and you know what they were both bad
0: yeah it was just okay (laughs) um but yeah, that's I'm really excited for the Minecraft movie. I think that'll be really sick. <laughs> I'm I'm I have no idea how they could possibly do it. And that's why I'm so excited. I don't care. It's a Marvel, that's why it's okay. a good time to be alive. That was our
1: upper. Are okay. You ready for a downer. You know the downer already.
0: Oh. Um Best
1: Buy will no longer be selling any um physical releases of movies, uh, the notable one being the only one really being DVD. I know. Um on the bright side nick is going to check to see if the local best buy is giving away their movie selection for free um that would be hype it would sort of be like you know the last huzzah of best buy but outside of that um physical media is still going to be around at like uh, resale stores or targets and walmart but losing best buy means that um secondhand stores are going to be hit with sort of a dry spell of dvds because if they're not readily available they just won't get them once they're resold
0: really um one thing i think is like i think best buy overall as a brick and mortar store just really isn't doing fantastic because like Mm -hmm. when's the last time where you really like sat down and like man i just need to go to best buy like the only thing i can think of is camera equipment being but that's really just a niche thing yeah and so besides that, I can't think of anything that Best Buy really specializes in anymore. I mean, they have like washers and dryers and shit like that, but yeah. you can go to fucking Home Depot for stuff like that, you they're, know? So they're, they're, okay. Really
1: they're okay for TVs and audio setups. Um, their Geek Squad is pretty helpful, but I think DVDs was a great way for them to make an extra buck. Because, like, really, if you're going there, it's something you're getting a payment plan on, DVD, and then, like, some of the Lego sets they have. It's, like,
0: while your kids are there and they walk by. the
1: that's, like, how you get the small bucks. Like, even – I can – I I have done this where I'll go in for, like, a camera lens. I'll be like, that's too much. I'll save up for that, but I'm grabbing a DVD. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. You're losing money. Well, on me. I don't know how much, like, DVD sales were overall. It could have been um, a loss overall. That's something to consider.
0: I mean, one thing I do think that's really important is like, um, again, just because of how many digital shops there are, but also, I mean, stuff like Target has TVs. Target has their own brand of like TV mounts and shit like that. They have iPhones. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything that at a Best Buy that I wouldn't be able to find at a Target besides the sound system. Mm -hmm. But even then, if people at that point are really serious about a sound system like that, they're going to go to one of the bigger stores like a Nebraska Furniture, Mm -hmm. you know, just a Rooms to Go, a big-ass furniture store that has those or like a whatever, a specifically built store for those. Honestly, I'd go to Amazon
1: because on Amazon, they specifically tell you the reviews for it right there. I like that about it best buy isn't winning in that regard they have some good shipping options but you'd go amazon first just because they have better rewards for it Mm -hmm. not better rewards they have better prices um
0: i don't know there's i think we're gonna see best buy in the same situation that gamestop is in in the next 10 years Maybe. Where they're going to be a skeleton of their former self, and we're all going to be like, "How oh, the fuck is Best Buy still around?" <laughs> kind of deal, you know, where there'll be some peppered around. Yeah, uh,
1: that's all I had for movie news. But I do want to run us through the movies that will be coming out this January and see if any of them sound good. So I could have sworn there were more movies on here, but these have, I think, some of the best names. Uh, that I've ever seen. I'm gonna go through a a real list after this. Okay. But the number the number one that the number one thing on here that I saw was Vietnamese horror story.
0: It's That's just a movie
1: called Vietnamese horror story, and it currently has a 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, I think we gotta watch it at and some point. What else do we got here? We have um, Roadkill driven by revenge. Cool. We have The Night They Came Home. That's stupid. They have, what is this called? Race for Glory, Audi versus Lancia. Okay, Ford versus Ferrari clone. Bastard Sons, questions. Coupled Up Christmas, hey, don't you think you're kind of late? A little bit. Fear the Invisible Man. That's okay. The Unsettling. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I, I, whatever, man. Medusa's venom. Okay, uh, these, man. these, I don't know if b movies. Yeah, these are B-list movies. I'm gonna check this list. I mean, these there's sounds else. like
0: could be kind of cool, but
1: also really funny. <gasps> Night Swim. Uh, Night Swim actually came out yesterday.
0: It did. Um, that's, I saw that on the front page of Cinemark. Yeah, that's
1: just a Blumhouse horror movie. I it sucks. Yeah, it's not gonna make a lot it's of money.
0: Blumhouse. Mean Girls
1: Two. Is coming out.
0: Oh, isn't it the the remake of it? It's kind of? like the
1: remastering. It's technically a sequel. Some characters coming out. It's based around the musical that uh, was made that was similar to Mean Girls. It looks bad.
0: Yeah, That's Mean another... Girls is still good. Like there's, I don't yeah, think there's nothing the, wrong with Mean Girls. Is awesome. Yeah, and I saw the Broadway play. I mean, a few years ago, but still, yeah. like it's a. There's nothing shit changed about it. But whatever.
1: Okay, so we have the beekeeper. Which stars Jason Statham, directed by the guy who did the first Suicide Squad. So, you know. Great. Yeah. We have – okay. This is the one that I thought was – that looked okay. Um, The Book of Clarence comes out January 12th. That stars Lakeith Stanfield and um, and it has Jay-Z producing this. Um, It also has the guy who played young – young professor xavier in the uh in the x-men movies i really thought
0: you were gonna say young thug the
1: guy who plays young thug that's
0: what I thought you were say. <laughs> um that's cool okay yeah.
1: it's it's um a story about like some guy who paints himself as a messiah um to overthrow uh, a, a civilization i think that's interesting it's set in like ancient rome uh it, it looks cool kind of feminist.
0: fun is it silly or is it uh serious it's a silly a, so is it like a Monty Python? That sounds like a Monty Python Life of Brian. It sort of is kind of like of a black break. Monty Python, yeah. Oh, I'm, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm about oh, that.
1: yeah. And then we have besides that, that's pretty much our list for January. Um, we also have the re-releases of Pixar movies that were only put onto Disney Plus during the pandemic. That includes Soul, um,
0: Turning Red, Soul
1: Turning Red, and Luca. They will all be returning to theaters January, also early February.
0: I remember enjoying
1: Luca. I I, thought that was fun. Luca was fun. Soul was a genuinely uh, just great Pixar movie that made me think, man, Pixar is back. And then Turning Red wasn't made for me. It was a – yeah, it just wasn't made for us. Turning Red is not bad. It definitely wasn't bad. There were fun parts. But I definitely experienced, oh, this is a kid's
0: movie. It's like the it's an inside out sort of thing. Yeah, inside out isn't made for us,
1: but it's fine. Yeah, people will ride or die for uh Inside Out, though, because there's those people that are like, it made me cry so bad. Really? Yeah, I mean, Inside Out. My my mom like thinks that's like one of her favorite Pixar movies.
0: Wow, yeah. I didn't think Inside Out had like any sort of staying power with people. I think so, but I don't think Inside Out two will. No, not at all. But, They're not bringing back Bill Hader as
1: the um as the awkward dude. I didn't even know that was him at first. Like fear or whatever that emotion is. Yeah, the, some of the cast isn't returning. The new emotions don't look great. And I think the idea of like, oh, she's a teenager now, and now she has different problems. I'm tired of it. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I think it's just um, Pixar can't be making franchises right now. They got to be mm-hmm. making more originals like mm-hmm. they did. Or and then if after they make eight you know eight originals whatever you, you know three of them touch them a cool, sequel yeah make them do a sequel yeah now but- let's
1: be honest here what if we got a sequel to the good dinosaur
0: wasn't that movie shit
1: <laughs> it's notoriously the movie that made Disney like put a leash on Pixar the and the they kept saying dinosaur. more sequels
0: the good dinosaur was shit <laughs> bad dinosaur. <laughs> i mean this summer bad dinosaur it's the same plot but they eat the kid at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> it's the same plot but instead of being like a sentient cute dinosaur he's just fucking like a brutal animal <gasps> yeah, yeah <it> just <gasps> <gasps> yeah that'd be good i think that would sell
1: <laughs> it's just jurassic park <laughs> that's all we have like for regular scheduled stuff but i want to talk about my dinosaur idea that you said was bad what's your dinosaur idea jurassic park but it's smaller it's them trying it for the first time in a college where they recreate one velociraptor and it gets loose and they have to like try to escape while the velociraptor is hunting them down it's like alien
0: but jurassic park it couldn't be like long though how much How hijinks much can you have with one Velociraptor?
1: Well, okay. Is he
0: just a Velociraptor? he He's just
1: yeah, a Velociraptor. Yeah. Well, you know, a creature that. that's been extinct for 60 million years.
0: Okay, yeah, but I've seen just a Velociraptor like six times in other movies.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking if you make it, we have to escape, then we have to catch it, and then,
0: oh no, there's a party tonight. <laughs> now, what if, I like the direction you're going, but what if we get... The same kind of premise, but we get a pastor that turns into a velociraptor and we call it Velociraptor. Pastor, (laughs) and we post it on Amazon Prime for For free free. to watch right now. If you want, what do you think?
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking they already made The Godfather, so I think that would be plagiarism.
0: See, I mean, they already did make. Like it's Citizen Kane, so really, it would just be kind of mean just to make a movie that would outshine it that much, you know? It would just be kind of rude
1: to the original art. I'm waiting for a director to say that. I have my magnum opus script, but I really don't want to be mean to Orson Welles. Because what's he going to have once Citizen Kane's gone?
0: That's what Quentin Tarantino is going to do. He's going to finish his shit and he's going to be like, guys, I had this really, really good movie. But I, I don't want to make it any more.
1: It's so. it's the guy from Nope who got the perfect shot and then he immediately killed himself. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. The
0: perfect shot. <laughs> that was so cool. Um, but I mean, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say in this episode? Or are you ready to wrap up?
1: Uh, I think I'm ready to wrap up. This is episode 27. We might watch uh, a movie in January, or we might <laughs> we might save ourselves. Uh, either way, we have some stuff cooking up to improve Wham. And it's been fun sort of doing that today. I built a Lego set for the Krusty Krab while I was watching Old Boy. It was a good time. And, yeah, that's all I got.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, so we're going to have some improvements coming to Wham. We're going to hopefully be getting a gift set up so we can be posting to things like YouTube and Reels and TikToks and mm-hmm. other formats like that. So it'll be helping us grow and just help more people see it. Um, hope you all enjoyed. Again, go watch Old Boy. It's on Netflix now if you want to see it. Um, we're not sponsored in anyway, but it is just a really good movie that I really recommend you guys watch. Um, this has been Wham. And you've been Wham. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Old boy. It's weird seeing your face while I'm recording
1: this. In my hubris, I tried to fart. And all I could do was shit.